everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nintendo Week for the week of September 22nd through October 1st. I'm your host, Colin McIsaac, and as always, I'm joined by Alex Plant. Ready for Oktoberfest. And Ben Lamoureux. How's it going, everybody? And this week, we are joined by special guest Andre Seegers from Game Explain. How you doing, Andre? I'm feeling especially colorful today. Oh, that's good <laughs> to hear. Uh, so we're a bit behind this week, as you can kind of tell. We're still trying to figure out a new recording time that works exactly great for all of us. So a reminder, listeners, to please bear with us while we do. Uh, if you want updates on delays and things like that, because I, I don't think I gave you one this week, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, but this week, one of your favorite segments is taking over the episode. We've got a big game corner here for you this week, because Gamnesia's review copy of Paper Mario Color Splash has arrived. I've been spending my time on that. Andre, you've been doing the same thing at Game Explains, so we are ready to share our thoughts. So without further ado, let's head to the game corner. Here we are at the game corner, a segment where we shoot the breeze about games that have just come out or games we've been playing lately, stuff like that. Uh, Paper Mario Color Splash has officially gone out to the media, and I've been digging into that as much as I can this week. Andre has too. Uh, Given that it's pretty much Nintendo's one big title for what feels like forever, uh, we thought that this week we would have a full conversation on Color Splash, discuss whether we think it's worth keeping your eye on, worth getting your hopes up, worth picking up at launch or waiting for a bargain, you know, that kind of stuff. Worth starting a petition to Nintendo to get it canceled. (laughs) You know, know, all the usual things. Uh, Boilerplate, I'm going to drop a bomb on you guys early and say... I think most of you guys listening are going to want to skip out on it. Um, I don't know how you feel, Andre. I'd love to get your thoughts on the game. but um, uh, Wait, skip, right- out, skip out on the game or skip out on this conversation? <laughs> oh, <laughs> on the game. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you think because I am not been so fond of Color Splash. Well, so you're kind of... Okay, so you're kind of surprising me right now i was trying to process that I'm like wait what do you mean skip out on the game i'm actually really i don't want to get you know i don't want to get too specific yet for you know i'm still working my way through it and the mm-hmm. reviews come out in a few days um, right this is going up before the review right or yeah okay um but i'm actually surprisingly enjoying it like i i was probably the captain of the hate squad and it came to sticker star i see and i was the captain game. of the sticker stars fine squad what the yeah. hell is going on here sticker star is- <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is going on here are, like i, I remember the aligned. internet being in an uproar over game explain only giving it i think a two out of five so and, and in hindsight i overrated that game i really <laughs> did not like anything about that game see i don't um, i don't think i would go back and play sticker star again but for what it was it was fine i think the formula worked great for the handheld console of having these structured levels and stuff, but Color Splash is in this weird situation where I think that, it, I mean, it, it basically is just copy and paste Sticker Star's formula in every way, but it adds a little bit more sort of story and, like, character conversations. It's a lot more fun in the ways that older Paper Mario games were um, for their, like, just goofy characters and their general silliness. Wait, 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 um, what was that word you used there? Fun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, that's what they added from Sticker Star. <laughs> no, the battle system is so much... The battle system was Sticker Star's worst problem, and I think that they have actually made it even worse in Color Are you Splash. Are me? Yes. I mean, no. Fight. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm curious. What, what is it that you think is better about the battle system? Well, okay, so let me let me be totally clear here. I don't think the battle system... I, I think it's still probably the worst part about the game. Okay. Um, but they actually fixed the biggest problem with Sticker Star, which was that battles didn't matter at all in that game. It was to mm-hmm. your benefit to avoid them because the only way to earn stickers, or one of the only ways, was to win battles. But by doing so, you actually spent more stickers more often than not. So you would spend more stickers and you would earn fewer back 
uh, for for winning a battle. So what was the point of battling? Is that you not the case in Color Splash? That's what I'm. I've been playing for about I think eleven or twelve hours now, and I I have always just had to go back to the store to replenish my cards. I've only had to go back to the store twice. Um, all the other cards I found were through um, were by filling in the paint spots on the ground. So I don't know if you've been. Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, I mean, maybe part of it is just because I, I, I go into a lot of battles. Maybe I'm less selective about the battles. Uh, Maybe, I mean, that could be, yeah. I don't do every battle. Like, I do skip some of them. But I have okay. been battling uh, a fair amount, like, more than I did in Sticker Star. But my, okay. what I was getting at is the main thing they fixed in this game is that battles aren't completely pointless because you actually do, do earn a type of experience points in this game um, via whatever that hammer right. thing is called, where you increase your, pay, your maximum paint. Right. So that's why I, th- I feel like they fixed the main issue. Uh, on top of that, okay. I feel like battles just, just felt like a little bit more fun and action-focused this time. Like, they... They seem to be. They seem to happen. They seem to, you know, uh, be faster paced this time. So. Okay. Uh, see, I actually I don't feel that way. I feel I think the interface for using the battle cards is clunky. Uh, I think. Well, first of all, there's almost no organization in the cards whatsoever. You have like this massive hand of things of of different kinds of battle cards, and they just scroll around the bottom of the screen. In mm-hmm. there are so many different like they're basically categorized in jumps and hammers and things and recovery items also enemies uh but each of these things has different variations in that some of them are not colored in some of them are some of them are like damaged versions which do less damage some of them are super powered versions some of them are like different types of jumps like hop slippers and line jumps and stuff um but because there are so many different variations, just having a continuous scrolling line rather than like the pages of stickers and Sticker Star, um, it makes actually finding and using the battle commands just a hassle. Um, and Sticker Star was not really great about that, but at least there was some sort of way that you could lay your options out in more than just like a one to one sort of fashion. Um, you know, there were some organization options. But I don't think that Color Splash's battle system has really done much to improve on what Sticker Star did. You know, you can still only get the enemy that's first in line. Uh, there, it still just has all the same commands, and, uh, like, there there's just doesn't feel like there's much strategy. It's a very easy game. I haven't once gotten below, like, 45 HP. Uh, so I never feel like the battles are... Uh, worth it in any way like in that they make the game interesting or tough they feel more like a nuisance you know honestly I think that Color Splash could potentially be a good game without the battle system it's weird no, I, mean, I totally get that. Like, I I still think it is the weakest part of the game. But yeah. in in this time, I'm not actually minding the battles that much, whereas they really annoyed me in Sticker Star. Okay. But that was because in Sticker Star, I also hated everything outside the battles. <laughs> whereas this game, I actually feel like pretty much everything else outside the battles, it actually does quite well. Okay. Um, so, which is so- why I, the battles don't bother me as much as time. Mm-hmm. So, Colin, you mentioned uh, strategy, and that's one thing I was kind of wondering about. Uh, is is there really much more depth to the battle mechanics in this? Nope. Because I know the the cards are more or less all. equivalent to the stickers and Sticker Star, but you can paint them different colors. Does that really add you much depth to it? You can't paint them different it, colors. Or? You can just fill in their col- like you can fill them up in order to sort of power them up, but that doesn't really do much. None of the battles are even remotely difficult. Like not even the bosses, in my experience so far. 
So even if you even if you have terrible strategy, it just it doesn't matter. The, the only times I've died were outside of battle. If they had actually made it, you know, a, a semi-complex sort of card-based battling system, then I could I could maybe get into that because I really like yeah. you know, strategizing and things like that. But if it really is basically just sticker star plus one extra step, then that's yeah, not so very he, appealing to me. Here's for, the main thing that I've been noticing about Color Splash is that it does all of the things Sticker Star did well. So, so, so much better. But then the battle mm-hmm. system, I think it does worse than Sticker Star. But meanwhile, the elements that made Sticker Star work for being on 3DS are still all present on the Wii U version of the game, which is not a handheld console. You're supposed to be sitting there for long, dedicated play sessions, but you've still got this weird core structure of, like, a world map and uh, these much smaller sort of contained worlds that I just don't think work very well for a... Uh, home console gaming experience in a way. Yeah, that, that was that was another question I had had because I thought the the size of the levels in Sticker Star and the layout uh, with the map and everything was actually perfect for a handheld. But I was hoping, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I was hoping that with Color Splash it would be you know instead of lots of small levels maybe a, you know a, a decent amount of medium to large size levels. But that's not the case. I take it. Uh, I, I would say they're maybe medium size, but the 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 thing that just seems so dissonant for me is that the course structure sets it up so that you've got like one or two goals within a level Uh Um, so a lot like Super Mario World or Galaxy there are like hidden stars within the levels Um, but I the, the levels are big enough that I don't see why they couldn't have just made Port Prisma a little bit bigger and added like warp pipes and stuff so yeah. like all the other Paper Mario games, you actually go between the port area and the individual levels and worlds, and they're interconnected in, in this way. I don't see any reason for a world map. I think that detracts a lot from the sort of world-building value of Sticker Star, um, which is a shame because it's, you know, the visuals are amazing. It's so cool. The characters are so much fun, and they're so silly and delightful. Like, I love reading the text. That's probably one of my favorite things about this game. Yeah, I've heard um, a lot of people say it's got really good, uh, like, witty dialogue and that Yeah, sort of absolutely. Thing. Um, I just feel like, I feel like that is sort of stamped on by the battle system and uh, the world map system uh, just not really being up to snuff. So, Andre, I watched part of the, the stream you guys did a little while back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe during the stream you said that the, the level progression was largely linear. Now that you've played a little more, is that still kind of the feeling you have, that most of the levels are really linear? No, it, it, it opens up a bit more from okay. from at the, from the point I was at then. So okay. I, I reached a point where I actually wasn't entirely sure where to go for like an hour. I'm like, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it does open up. Uh, I don't know if it opens up to the same extent Sticker Star did. Maybe it did. I just can't remember from Sticker Star that right. much. But it definitely opened up. Um. You know what's funny is I really didn't like the overall map in Sticker Star. I'm not minding it here that much. Really? And again, I think it's because of just how everything ties together now, for me at least, in a better way. Because okay. almost everything about Sticker Star felt super generic. You go to a generic yeah. desert. You go to a generic yeah. forest. You encounter generic toads. Um, even though it had like some of that trademark treehouse writing then, it still didn't make any of those characters distinct. And right. yeah, a lot of the characters this time still look the same. Most of the toads look like just toads. Yeah. You actually started to get a sense for... Like, despite that, some of these characters actually do feel like characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's actually what I like about this game, is it has... It feels like the entire thing has personality now. Definitely. Uh, and that's exactly what Sticker Star was lacking. It's just personality and... Yeah. And it sounds like that extends, life, to, the, really. that extends <laughs> to the world, too, not just the characters, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it, it totally does. I mean, 
whereas in that game, again, it felt like you went to like a generic desert just, that just happened to have a temple. Now you go to like a temple that happens to be in a desert. Like I know it sounds like a subtle change, but it feels pretty, pretty significant in this. True. Yeah. Um, and if it, to me, I almost describe it as each of the levels almost feels like a mini thousand year door chapter. That might be selling it a little bit high, but yeah, <laughs> like it almost feels. I get a little bit of that like, thousand year door sense in this game, which I never got in Sticker Star. See, I so. think I think part of the reason for that is that the character, the personality, the added dialogue. Um, I, I think what's what's weird about Color Splash for me is that they they've kind of found a middle ground between like the older classic Paper Mario and Sticker Star, where. Uh, the kind of gameplay that I didn't like about Sticker Star and about Color Splash uh, is what's supporting the experience through those really excellent things they've done with its character, its personality, its visuals, its world. Um, and so the, the fundamental gameplay is is feels like a nuisance. It feels like it's detracting from the experience of all the things that they've got right. Um, and that, that's kind yeah, of I... my overview point. Or that's kind of my overview sort of experience with Color Splash. Now, granted, I'm about 11, 12 hours in. Uh, I don't know how far you are, Andre. I think we can talk in general terms. I, I'm just past the third paint star, the third big paint star. Okay. So, well, do you know where you're at? Um, I I think I'm maybe halfway to the second one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Was there eight in the whole game? Six, I think. Six. Yeah, okay. six. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I hope it, it opens up and gets better, but so far, you know, the pacing has just been really bad on that front. Huh, it's, yeah, it's just really interesting how we're coming at this from different perspectives, but you, yeah. you like Sticker Star, whereas yeah. I didn't, so you feel, it sounds like you almost feel like the elements that you may have liked in Sticker Star, uh, are starting to wear on you now, whereas since I didn't like anything in Sticker Star, <laughs> the fact that anything works well this time, like, I'm, you know, I'm more fond of it now. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I, I basically thought that Sticker Star worked for what it was because it was a handheld experience, and it was completely different than other Paper Mario games were. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, it didn't do any of the same things well that any Paper Mario games had, so I basically approach it as a completely different kind of experience. This one goes back to uh, Thousand Year Door, the original Paper Mario, Super Paper Mario, in a lot of those ways that it's got like the character, the personality, it's got the um, like it's got the wonderful worlds, but it still retains all the same gameplay that made Sticker Star r- relatively lackluster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when it's got things like all the different toads have different personalities, but they still look exactly the same. It's just something just doesn't feel right about that, you know, in a way where I could accept it in Sticker Star because that's just not what it was. Color Splash is trying to do something and failing, I feel like. Hmm. Interesting, so, yeah. Another another question I had, uh, sort of in terms of how this holds up to previous entries, is boss fights. Because, you know, in the in the older ones with the... RPG battle mechanics, you know, you could kind of do interesting boss fights where you could attack things in the background or attack them on different body parts and things mm-hmm. like that. But with this simplified battle system, is there is there really much to the boss fights other than just picking a sticker and attacking? Or a, a card, I guess? Uh, Andre can probably speak about that more than I can. It's, it's uh, I mean, that basically is it. I mean, the thing is, like, none of the fights so far in the game have been difficult. So I do mm-hmm. think they fixed, to some degree, the problem in Sticker Star where you well kind of so in sticker star it felt like you get the one you get the one thing sticker and it just demolishes a boss yeah uh like whereas Mega this Man time Logic, you, basically yeah <laughs> whereas this time you still you still need to find those things stickers like except this time it's uh it's like basically a key you can't mm-hmm. progress through the boss fight until you get that one thing sticker you need but it doesn't automatically beat the boss you still need to continue with the fight so 
Um, and they made that whole process a little bit clearer this time, I feel like, where, you know, you either find the things naturally before the boss or it's kind of obvious which which thing you need. Uh-huh. So I haven't found that to be as big of a problem as before, but you still need you still need to, do need to find those specific thing stickers or uh, cards to, to progress. Well, then another okay. uh, another question about level progression. There's that new cutout mechanic, right? How's that? Is that Terrible. well implemented or no? You think it's, it's terrible? It shouldn't be there. I think it's. I, I don't think there's any reason for it. It's you know I I didn't think I'd like it. I didn't like it at first. I'm like, well, this seems you know kind of dumb and obvious. But there've been a couple of situations since. I'm like, well, that's actually kind of clever. We have to keep like an eye on the environment to see like which parts line up. And yeah, press. I I like that. But I think the actual mechanic itself has just implemented in a really bad way. Like. It takes it's it's slow. You have to switch from the TV to the gamepad, which I am not a fan of in games either, where it yeah. doesn't like really matter. Um, I think you, they should just keep the screen on both at the same time, so you can choose and not have well, to sort of move. Especially your focus. for like when I'm streaming the game, like there's nothing on the TV. It's just yeah. like a wavy pattern. I'm like, yeah. oh, this looks really boring if you're watching this at home right now. And it's also just in a weird way, the timing of the screen switch is just not. I don't know what it is, but for some reason it's not handled well. It always throws me off. Um, so you have to then cut it out on the gamepad screen. And then once you've cut it out, you're not done. You have to then like walk Mario over and jump over like two or three hills in mm-hmm. order to actually like finish it up. And that's just boring. It's There's nothing to do while you're like just walking him over to a flag. Is, is it used pretty frequently, or is it just kind of, it's barely used, and what it is, it's not that fun? Uh, I'd say it's used once a level. Okay. Does that sound about right, Andre? Uh, I think it might be even less frequent than that. Really? I, I, okay. Yeah, I can only remember a handful of times, but maybe, I, to be fair, I may not have found them all either, so maybe there are That's more true. than I've yeah. I mean, some of them that, Some of them that I've gotten have been actually to, like, get to you know secondary stars and stuff in the levels that's that's another thing is i've been doing a lot of um the colorization and a lot of uh finding these hidden paths and extra stars within the levels that i've already unlocked rather Mm -hmm. than trying to like blast through to the end of the game as quickly as possible so um part of where i'm coming from might be because i am going about it in i guess the slightly more grindy way whereas um i don't know about you andre but if you've been trying to get the stars and sort of make the way towards the goal that might be part of why we've been having different experiences um that you know that that might be but i've taken a more i would say probably a more casual approach like i'm still filling in all the spots that I come across mm-hmm. them for the most part uh, but i haven't been going out of my way to make sure i find everything in the level before moving on right but i haven't been like rushing through the game either i've been i'm still i mean clearly i'm only halfway still i put like 15 hours into the game yeah um or what i presume to be halfway so yeah, that, that might be it. Uh, just because I've I, I I've actually found the pacing to be pretty good at the rate I'm going through the game. Okay. So nothing has felt grindy to me at all. Uh, yeah. So may, okay. I mean, maybe that's yeah, it. Yeah, that, that could know. be part of it too. Then. Um, so maybe you know maybe a cautionary tale for listeners not to play the way I have been. So you're saying um, the completionist is going to hate this game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, absolutely. If, if that's the case, if it sort of feels poorly paced if you spend a lot of time exploring then that's that would be a little disappointing just because in the the first two paper mario games i really did like finding everything i could in town you know before moving on to the next town so well yeah and like what's the point of a really rich beautiful world with a lot of personality if you can't explore it and have fun exploring it Mm mm-hmm so I, th- I think you still can though. Like I mean, I guess for me though, because I've been going through the game unlocking levels, I'm like, oh, I've reached a point where I need to go back now to find another star. And then that point, that's when I do more of the cleanup. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still like still exploring and still getting, you know, still completing the game. It just 
uh, not all at once like you're doing, I think. Yeah, I see. Um, well, one of the other things that has been sort of wearing on me is that the only way you interact with the world is by using your hammer or pressing A on things. Um, like, in past Paper Mario games, you had, like, the partners and the pixels who worked as these different sort of creative puzzle-solving tools within the world. This world has all the same, like... It, it has puzzles in the same frequency as the other Paper Mario games have, but all of them are either solved by just pressing A or B as Mario. And that's just... It's just not as fun. It's, it's, it's boring. It doesn't seem like it's been implemented that thoughtfully. Um... Like you, you can, wait, and you like Sticker Star, right? Because he did the same thing in that game. Well, right, but but again, that's it's still just it's wearing like, on I, you. Well, it's a yeah. handheld yeah, game it, as well. It's wearing on me because that was one of the things that was Sticker Star. I was able to overlook because you know this is a totally different kind of thing. I get this that, isn't yeah. a Paper Mario game, whereas Color Splash feels presentationally a lot more like a Paper Mario game, and so. Um, Whereas I, whereas I was able to accept there there are no partners in Sticker Star, I see things in Color Splash where partners should be able to interact with like these specific kinds of puzzles in the world and like the card system has you summoning enemies to essentially work as your partners mm -hmm. there are so many characters in the world like the <laughs> whatever uh who like they could have just had a bunch of toads with different silly pieces of clothing and called them partners and that even would have <laughs> been fine it's just it's there there are so many good ideas here that have been really lazily implemented um whereas i think sticker star had not great ideas but they were implemented really well into a game that that did its completely own thing yeah, well, that's yeah. Again, we definitely definitely disagree there. <laughs> I see. I see where we're coming from with the partners. I mean, yeah, a thousand year door is awesome. Like, of yeah. course, the partners are great. But I have to say, you know, again, I, I get, we're coming from this from different perspectives. I think with me yeah. viewing this as an upgrade from Sticker Star, I'm actually kind of liking the interaction, uh, especially with now that you have a paint hammer. That's actually a quasi third way you have of uh, interacting because you have the standard hammer attack. Yeah, but then you have the paint hammer attack. Uh, which, you know, again, basically does function as a standard hammer attack. But yeah. I've, I, I've actually found some of the usage of that kind of clever. I don't want to give any major spoilers, but you actually use a paint hammer to, like, track things that change in the world. So there may be a time when, like, you know, if you're trying to track something, you can paint it, essentially, and you can see where it's going based on that. Um, I think I, I know I, what I, you're talking about, but... Yeah, if, if, if you're only talking about one thing, then I know what you're talking about. But if not, then maybe it's something that I haven't gotten to yet. There's a few other examples. I, okay. I don't want to get too into it. Yeah. But there's been a couple times it's popped up. Like, oh, that was actually kind of clever. Like, I think that's a clever implementation of the paint hammer. So, mm -hmm. so again, yeah, you don't have the thousand-year door level interaction. But I, view, I do view it as a step up from Sticker Star. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I think I, th I think in that way you're right, but I think the, the key difference, again, for me, Sticker Star worked because it was on a handheld, and the things that it did uh, were geared towards a handheld system, whereas Color Splash, I'm locked into sitting down uh, in one spot, looking at the TV, and playing it for, you know, a, a dedicated period of time, rather than just sort of putting it into sleep mode, flipping it up, playing around with it for a little bit, getting out of it, you know? Oh yeah, I mean I can't blame you, but that's all that's 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 all that's you can't handle that much sticker store at a time. You have to put yeah, it down exactly, every three minutes or exactly. so. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas you have to swallow that much at a time with color splash. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, uh, you'd mentioned the game being linear, and Colin, you're talking about all these sort of facets of the mechanics of sort of exploring the game that you don't really find very satisfying. But the thing that I guess mm -hmm. I'm most anxious about, having skipped Sticker Star and not really knowing anything about where that game went, is uh, one of the problems I have with the Pokemon games is that it feels like the maps got less and less satisfying to kind of move around. 
And I'm kind of wondering mm-hmm. if on the whole, uh, how do the sticker star map, or I should say the color splash maps, uh, sort of map to the early Paper Mario games? Less complex, significantly uh, less complex on the whole, or similar level of complexity, just mechanics may not be satisfying? I would say a little bit less complex than the earlier ones. I would say it's about the same as Sticker Star. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty similar, I think. So we're not talking like a Gen 5, um, Gen 6 Pokemon level of... I, mean, I will say there's one advantage to the world map, I would say, and that it's, it minimizes the amount of backtracking you do, because it's... Easy to for or it's easy to forget how much backtracking you had to do in the earlier Paper Mario, yeah, where you're always lot. running through the same the same sewers or the sure. same areas over and over and over. And I, I didn't necessarily mind it that much then, but well, I think the difference there is that that was fun to backtrack in. That was a game you didn't mind playing, whereas Color Splash, you want to be able to fast travel sure. everywhere. Right. I mean that is true. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in one of the trailers, we saw a, a level that is ripped straight out of Super Mario Bros. Three. And it sort of brings back the Super Paper Mario mechanic of like flipping dimensions between 2D and 3D. I know, Colin, you haven't gotten to that point yet, but have you yet, Andre? I haven't. No. Okay, I was I was just hmm. curious if that's like a, just a quick little one-off gimmick they do for fun, or if you know maybe it's a it's a, a larger thing. But I guess we'll have to. Wait and see when you guys get a little further. Yeah, I guess so. Turns out you actually unlock all of Super Paper Mario at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to the end and there's a thousand year door remaster waiting for you. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, what a what a great surprise that would have been to hold back. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I a lot of my disappointment may come from uh, just that I'm relatively early on in the game and it's just poorly paced where 12 hours doesn't really get you that much. Like, there's actually this rock, paper, scissors temple uh, which is like this whole thing of its own that is just so painfully boring to play. Those, those are lame. I totally agree. Those, I've, oh, God. I can't stand Like, that's the kind of thing I would advise to people just don't even bother with yeah, just, on. I mean, maybe try it once to see if you like it, but... But you won't yeah, like I, it. I saw footage of it and thought it was just hilarious, like all this big fanfare for it, but then I was talking with Colin and he told me you basically just get like really low-level crappy gifts for it if you win. And I was like, oh, well that's a whole well, lot of pressing Well, you get tons and tons of coins, but coins, mm-hmm. the entire currency system in this game is completely meaningless. I've oh, got 9,999 yep. coins. Exactly, I maxed out too. Like, yeah, there's, I, no... There's, there's no reason to have it. Just make everything free and the game would feel exactly the same. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, I literally bought like 100 items in the store. Yeah, and I still had thousands of coins left. So, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I I'm hopeful that it gets better as it goes on, but I think the battle system so far has just proven so fundamentally bad that uh, I'm just not convinced it will. Yeah, I mean, I totally get that. Like, yeah, I I don't. Again, I still think it's the worst thing about this game. It's mm-hmm. just that it's just I consider it like a small interruption to what is an otherwise to me a really fun experience. And even then, I don't mind the battles that much. I think partially because I think the presentation's better, and I actually really like the music. The music's I really catchy. Music. Okay, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually forgot about that. The music is amazing. So good. It's, it's amazing. It makes me so happy and bouncy, and it's wonderful. Um, even the battle music can sort of get me through those. Right? Now, are we talking like 2013, 2014 Nintendo soundtrack good, or are we talking like just good? Uh, just amazing. Like, the Nintendo composition's was great, the sound okay. quality's great. It's 
wonderful. Awesome. Totally up there with the rest of the Paper Mario or the early. It really one. is. It's yeah. like super it's catchy. Better. I mean, it's it's amazing. Like definitely stands up there with the rest of the Wii U library. I think it's got the same composer as Sticker Star. I'm not sure, but uh, that was the one thing that everyone agreed was amazing about that game. Um, but yeah, so. You're right, Andre. I, I think, because I see the battle system as an interruption, too. I just, I use it so frequently, and part of the world has just sort of worn on me at this point. Like, the cardboard construction paper and everything like that, uh, once you sort of know how it looks, like, it's not quite as fun to be running around, uh, you know, the third world as it is to be running around the first world or Port Prisma for the first time, because you just, you get a sense of the visual style. So once those sorts of things that, that work really well start to wear thin, it just... Paper thin? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, it, it just becomes clear that uh, the gameplay really is not designed very well. But I, actually, I actually like the gameplay aside, you know, putting aside the battles. Like everything outside the battles, I actually like. I, like. I like going around, I like filling in the paint spots, I like exploring the world. Like I think it all works... For me, it all works well. Okay. Um, with, again, the battles just being the weakest part. Uh, but even then, I, I, are you battling everyone as you go through the game? Not or? everyone. I mean, okay. I, I get so fed up with the battle system that I do, <laughs> I do try to avoid things more and more now. Um, but there are just so many enemies. And the battle system is just so astonishingly bad for me that even one is too many. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from, but that's how exactly how I felt in Sticker Star. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in this case, I'm not. I'm just not minding as much compared to okay. before. Hmm. I think with just I, I just like everything else about the game so much. So this is interesting coming from these two different perspectives, and I, I, it and is. I think, yeah, and and I think part of it is just simply because it's on the Wii U rather than the 3DS. If this were a se- like a straight sequel to Color Splat or to Sticker Star on the 3DS, I think I would it be enjoying it a lot more because you can just sort of open and close it and deal with it in chunks as small as you want whereas uh on Wii U you have to sit down and basically just dedicate significant time to it. See, that's what that's what I like about it though. I've I've been playing this game in big chunks. Like the first huh. I think the first time I played it was like 9 hours oh, wow. in a row basically. Uh, or maybe not quite nine. It was probably like six. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, I actually I'm not a huge fan of handheld gaming in general. So maybe that's why this is also appealing more to me. But I do like that just being able to sit back and take it all in. And as you mentioned, the game like does look really good, and that's enhanced by being on For a sure. TV and not a small handheld yes, screen. Yes, definitely. So yeah, yeah. I, I and I feel like the chapters are long enough that I'm still able to get, or the levels I should say, are long enough that I still able am able to get invested in each one, mm. and then you know finishes and move on to the next one. <laughs> you know what? Actually, uh, I I was thinking about this earlier and I completely forgot about it. But uh, there's no run button, and I think if there you, isn't. I think if you could run, I would like my my opinion of this game would just skyrocket. It would go right from a there. five to an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Not being able to get from place to place quickly in in a world where the gameplay feels so much lighter than I think it should, uh, that's really frustrating. So, like, for example, in, um, like, the Rock, Paper, Scissors Temple, I shouldn't have to spend 25 seconds walking up to the door just to get in where I could run and spend five seconds. Because mm-hmm. why would I want to spend 25 seconds in that level in the first place? So yeah, after the first time, I was done with those yeah, temples. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm good here. 
So uh, I don't think any of the Paper Mario games have really ever had a proper run button, right? But they did have the spinning thing, I guess, where yeah. you could spin to speed up. Yeah, it's something like like. Uh, oh, and also you could ride on the Yoshi in in Thousand yeah. Year. Oh, that's true. Yeah, zoom across. Or the the lack of two in the first game. There was a pixel in Super Paper Mario too. I forget which one, but um, it's basically only Sticker Star that hasn't had a run button, and I think then. That was one of the things that annoyed me about Sticker Star, but again, I was willing to put up with it because you can just sort of close the 3DS and just sort of pick it back up wherever at any time you want. Wait, pick it back up? I think you forgot. I mean, do you mean lie on fire and <laughs> throw off a bridge? <laughs> uh, that is another option. I haven't, I haven't tried that one yet, but... <laughs> um, all right, well, it is getting to be about time we got to wrap up. Does anyone have final thoughts or questions we want to express before we go? I was going to say, uh, Colin, you clearly uh, gave your endorsement against this game. So, Andre, <laughs> uh, thus far, would you recommend this to uh, your listeners and our listeners, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I still need to you know, fully play through it mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to fully endorse it. But at this point, based on what I've played, I would recommend it. So I've, I've actually quite enjoyed it. Surprisingly mm-hmm. so, again, that I hated Sticker Star. Yeah. So the fact I'm yeah. enjoying this game on any level is blowing my own it, mind. It feels so. like one of those games where I really want it, but I don't $60 want it. Yeah, so. that's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. Is like I, I don't say that, that you should specifically avoid it. It's not worth it for anyone. I th- just think it's, you know, if you could find this for 20 bucks, maybe 30 bucks. If you liked Sticker Star, if you liked just sitting on the couch and playing a game and it doesn't matter to you uh, sort of how much gameplay is is there when you sit on the couch and play, like, you will like this game. Like I said, music's amazing. The visuals are amazing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Love the world. But, you know, it's just a matter of sort of how much do you want to be doing in that world uh, and how much are you just sort of along for the ride. Yeah. So, wait, Alex, did you have something? My question was going to be pretty similar, but I guess maybe I'll ask it anyway. And that is, so understanding that this question might be a little meaningless because the Wii U's lineup has been so thin this year, but also meaningful because the question I'm going to ask would elevate this game among the best Wii U games of past years. Uh, Based on what you guys have played, would you be comfortable putting this in as a contender for the first-party Wii U game of the year? Of this this year? Is there any competition? I mean, yeah. if you really don't like it and you think Twilight Princess HD is a, is a better game, then it's worth uh, worth noting. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, it's the best original first-party game of the year, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know that I would call Color Splash better than Twilight Princess anyway. Sure. So, I don't know. Um, so I, I I mean I definitely would so yeah. I definitely would okay it would it would definitely be in our talks for game of the year for sure at least for at least on my half I don't know about the other people but yeah all right well everybody thank you all so much for listening this is the Endo Nintendo Week for today if you like this podcast you can subscribe to us on iTunes or subscribe to us on YouTube at Gamnesia TV for bite sized discussions from the show and please head to iTunes to leave us a review we're really working hard to make the show great for you guys so those iTunes reviews really mean a lot and they also help a lot of listeners discover the show so if you haven't done that please do it's greatly appreciated if you have feedback for Nintendo Week please send it to Colin at Gamnesia.com or you can find me on Twitter at Colin McIsaac that's C-O-L-I at G-A-M-N-E-S-I-A and at C-O-L-I-N-M-C-I-S-A-A-C and remember to send in your questions about Nintendo about our show we love engaging with you guys and we read them and talk about them here on the show so it's a great way to get involved again that's Colin at Gamnesia.com and at Colin McIsaac Alex where can they find you? you can also find me on Twitter at Legend of Lex Ben where can they find you? you can find me on Twitter at Aramgard that's E-R-I-M-G-A-R-D and Andre? Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Andre Seegers or on our YouTube channel, uh, Game Explained. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you've got the Real Talk podcast as well, right? We do, yeah. I just posted another episode last night uh, for our Patreon backers, awesome. and the final one will be going up on Monday for everyone else. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so if you guys listen to uh, Nintendo Week and you're looking for some more gaming podcasts, Nintendo-focused, you check them out. That's, that's a really good one I like. Um, so if you cannot wait till next week for more of our stuff, you can head to Gamnesia.com to see more gaming news as it happens. We've got Sony, Microsoft, Indie, you name it, and Nintendo news that we didn't have the time to discuss on this week's show. And you can join the Facebook group, Nintendo Week Fun Club, to chat with us and other listeners about all things Nintendo. On our way out, please enjoy a delightful arrangement of the Toad Town music from the original Paper Mario, performed by three wonderful YouTube musicians. I really recommend you check out the link to the music video in the episode post at Gamnesia.com and see more from those three if you get the chance. Fantastic stuff. So everyone, thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have another great week! That was <laughs> as chaotic as always. <laughs> 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 <laughs>